Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Well, whoopie doo, here we are again. Whoopie doo, that's good. I like that one. Okay. That sounds so positive. <laughs> Unlike me, you might say. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> it's whoopie doo time for Elon Musk, but it's always whoopie doo time for Elon Musk because uh, yes. not only did he manage to land one of his uh, his rockets without it blowing up, yeah, which but, always always a good always a good thing. It's always a good thing. He's big on uh, Bitcoin, as I'm sure you know. He's very keen on yes. Bitcoin and Dogecoin. And when and, uh, all those things, yeah. uh, when he announced back in February that he'd bought one and a half billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, mm. uh, the value of Bitcoin went up by 20%. Mm. And then he announced in March that people could use Bitcoin to buy a Tesla. Mm. How about that? And then he's just announced, no, they can't use a Bitcoin to buy a Tesla. He stopped them buying Teslas with Bitcoins because, um, because mining Bitcoins uses so much fossil fuel. Yes, more and than thought, certain countries. I mean, more than energy. Norway, yes. yes. More than Norway's entire electricity consumption, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yep. So I thought I'd look into this, and it turns out that most of the Bitcoin mining is done in China, hmm. 70% of the world's Bitcoin mining, uh, where they are very keen on fossil fuels, hmm. and they're not at all green. They're more kind of red. And uh, so, so that's that's the problem. So he's saying until the world sorts out how it's mining Bitcoin, he's going to just keep them in the bank and not spend them during right. which time. So, and that made Bitcoin, the Bitcoin value go down 7%. So, you know, what Elon Musk does shakes the world. Yes. He did a sketch on Saturday Night Live about Dogecoin, which he'd previously been talking about how wonderful, which I think was set up as a joke. Um, and... Because he did this sketch, the uh, value of Dogecoin went down massively. It had gone up because yes. he kept saying how wonderful it was. And then he said it was wonderful again, and so it shot up back up again. Yes. It, it is bizarre, isn't it? Yes. Do you think he says this, uh, that these, these things are awful, the value goes down, and he buys loads of them, and then says they're really good, so the value goes up again? Um, I don't know, but I guess given that he's actually uttered... Um, various comments as owner of um, Tesla, which has got him into trouble with the SEC, because yes. you know, you're supposed to do these things in certain ways. I wouldn't put it past it, but who knows? I bet who he doesn't knows? even know half the time. He probably doesn't. No. no. Anyway, on now to Amazon. Um, Amazon buyers, I mean, Amazon is wonderful, we have to say, but according to research by uh, a company called Sitecore, 32% of Amazon buyers feel guilty about using Amazon. And not so guilty that they'll stop. No, they're not going to stop because 43% say they're going to cut down. But 53% of, uh, of the people surveyed were actually signed up for Amazon Prime, which is, as you know, gets you as many free deliveries as you can eat. Plus, it pays you if you say, I don't want it immediately. Plus, you get all those movies for free. What do you free. mean it pays you if you say you don't want it immediately? You told me that they pay you if you don't think take things immediately on Amazon Prime. Oh, no, they didn't pay. pay. They used to give you credits towards things. Oh, that huh. stopped years ago, sadly. No, that was absolutely great. Yes, I can't remember what you did. Yes, but you didn't take things immediately. You got credits and then you could get films for free instead of having to buy them. But I, yes. I went out the other day when the shops had reopened i thought i need um some what i would call trainers they're probably not called trainers anymore um but as i've taken up nordic walking with my new wonderful gadgets 
on the end of their basically sticks. But um, I went <laughs> off to get some trainers. I tried five different shops. I just couldn't find anything I wanted. I mean, the staggeringly expensive uh, some trainers. Uh, and I got the names of several that were recommended. So I just went home and bought them on Amazon. Uh, so I did try. Without trying them on? I mean, how do you know they're going to fit? Uh, I ordered them in my size and they fit. Amazing. Isn't the world and, a if they, place? and if they didn't, you send them back. But then I understand from my my um, offspring that uh, frequently, and I think this is probably more a distaff thing than a male thing, but people frequently order um, clothes or shoes in bracketed sizes. And yes. you send back the two that don't fit and just keep the one that does. Yes. Frankly, it's all so much hassle. I'm surprised they it bother. It is. But I have to say, Amazon do have probably the best customer service on the planet. Well, I found it to be variable and sometimes hard to find, <laughs> to actually find them, especially when you need to talk to somebody. Oh, no, God, you can't talk to them. Oh, I have done no, in the past, talk. but it does have take, you? it is quite difficult, yes. And yes. do you get through to Jeff Bezos himself? I don't think so, unless he was employing a fake Irish accent. Someone recently dug up some Amazon reviews that Jeff Bezos had left in the early days. Oh, how fantastic. Yes. And was he there was he a glowing tributes of the products on Amazon, or did he say this company is just <laughs> never going to succeed? Five-star reviews all round. <laughs> but then, <laughs> as you'd expect. How on earth would you find those? Oh, I have no idea. They, I suppose they just hunted for reviews by Jeff Bezos. I mean, we ought to just remember. I mean, you and I probably were there, but it was only books to begin with, wasn't it? Yes, from it was his, a book From shop. his garage, yes. Yes, yes. I don't quite remember when it sort of changed. He would have called it a garage, of course. He would have done. But in print, it would still look like garage. And you say garage rather than garage. I would say garage, but then I'd also say um, Nigel Farage, just to annoy him. Anyway, is that not right? I don't on. even know. I don't know what is right. He called himself what... Farage, as in oh, garage. Yes. Farage. Isn't Farage also a, a word, though? Farago only with double, oh, Farago. I'm probably thinking of yes. that. Yes, double R. Okay. Let us move on to some a couple of music items now. Right. Jazz. We all like jazz, and jazz makes us think oh, of... Oh, oh that's probably the most contentious thing you've said in the past five years. Oh, do you think? Oh, I know lots of people who can't stand jazz. I quite like that's jazz, but I. yes, you and I both yes, like jazz. Yes, you and I both like say, but yes. We all, I meant you and I in the room here. Yes, And possibly many of our listeners. Okay. Although our, our, the owner of the station, of course, is more fond of folk. As, he as certainly is. Yes. 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 Yeah. Anyway, jazz, um, it encourages healthy eating, which, given that jazz is usually played in smoky, damp cellars, mm. it, it makes you wonder why. But um, there's been some research done by Aarhus University in Denmark, who took 215 adults, uh, half Danish and half mm. Chinese, curiously, mm -hmm. and um, half of them listened to jazz and half of them listened to other things. And when they were ordering food from a menu, the half that listened to jazz chose healthier items than the half that weren't. But do you need to be a jazz lover in order to um, order healthily, or do you actually need to be listening to jazz at the time? Because by and large, I'm not normally listening to music when I'm ordering things. Well, you probably are in restaurants. Oh, it's just going on be. in the background. Mm, yes. I suppose so. Soft, soft piano music, they reckon. Interesting. And it turns out, according to some other research done last year, that if you listen to sweet sounding music, mm. it helps you to avoid sugary food because it makes you think that your food that, that you're eating is sweeter. 
than it actually is. That almost has some logic and it's the back of my mind. There's something else you talked about within the last year or two that seems vaguely familiar, something else to do with, mm. with another way of suppressing appetite by sort of community. Oh, it was the size of plates, I think, wasn't it? Didn't you do yes. something once about the size of plates? Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. yes. So sweet music, small plates, and we all lose weight. Exactly. It's as easy, it it's as, easy as that. Now, how, how can we spin that out into a book of 300 pages? <laughs> well, there isn't, there's an even better way of losing weight, and that's to join the London Sinfonietta. Okay, I'm London not sure I'm good enough. Well, practice, practice. London, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, as far as I'm aware, they've never had call for a spoons player, but, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting. <laughs> you still play the cello, though, don't you? Yes, I'm definitely not good enough for the London Sinfonietta. Oh. No, maybe they have fewer spoons applicants. <laughs> and didn't you say you were taking up the musical saw at one stage? I do play the saw a little, yes. You do play the saw, yes. Yeah, yeah. Is this a custom saw? Is it an actual saw? Uh, no, it's a custom saw. Um, I mean, I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're specifically made for music. I think they're adapted saws that just don't have the last bit of sharpening. Even then, you can hurt yourself a little bit if you get it wrong. Yes. Um, or you no. go through a lot of bows if you if you yeah. well, well, do it on the wrong side. Yes, it is the other. Yes, it is the other side that you actually it is burn. The other side. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so the London Sinfonietta uh, recently commissioned a composer called Laura Bowler mm -hmm. to uh, write a piece that would bring awareness of the climate crisis, hmm. which is a tall order for for any composer. I think what she's come up with is a concert called Houses Slide. Um, which, and the entire concert will be powered by 16 bicycles. Among people riding the bicycles will be both the, the conductor and the soprano soloist. They'll be, they'll be performing from their bikes. Isn't that wonderful? But pretty hard to sing. I can just imagine conducting from a bike, but if you're having to pedal, it can be quite hard to sing. You'd think it would affect breathing. You'd think it would. Maybe she stops pedaling when she's actually singing. I, I hope it's a stationary bike, otherwise the conductor is <laughs> shooting around the auditorium. Can, can you imagine <laughs> if all of them were riding around, hitting oh. each other? That would, well, certainly entertaining to watch, though the music might yeah. sort of keep disappearing and coming back. Uh, well, when I'm I was at school, when I was school there was a, uh, a trumpet player, a trumpet teacher. Yes. I didn't learn the trumpet, but I knew the teacher. Mm -hmm. And he used to play in a well-known London orchestra. Mm -hmm. And at one point, he was doing a performance of the Verdi Requiem. Mm -hmm. uh, and during the Verdi Requiem, there was a trumpet fanfare, followed by a muted echo of that fanfare. Yes. So to do the muted echo, three trumpeters went up uh, round the back behind the auditorium yes, uh, so that they could do it from behind the audience to make the echo. Yes. And they were just about to, to, to play when a commissioner came and said, you can't do that here, mate. There's a concert going on. <laughs> they weren't allowed to play. That was absolutely wonderful. wonderful anyway, so the London Symphonietta are performing Houses Slide, complete with bicycles, at the London Festival Hall, the Royal Festival Hall, on the I, 9th of July. I might, uh, I might give that one a, a miss, despite the wonderful idea of people riding around while trying to play music at the same time but on the other hand given that jazz encourages healthy eating i might go back to uh, my favorite gypsy jazz place in in battersea which is wonderful the problem is that it's all done up like a 1930s french cafe and the food is absolutely wonderful i don't think i eat healthily there i have to waddle out every single time that sounds very good can you take me there it's south of the river steve otherwise i would have invited you <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, if you, like, south of the river. If you yeah. like that, yes, of course. When we finish yes. recording, um, we shall discuss it further. Otherwise, Excellent. we'll probably find everybody listening to this will turn up as well. And there just isn't room for everyone. <laughs> so uh, probably time just for us to have a little uh, jingle in the middle. We haven't heard one for a while. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. So, where now? What were those fingers you're waving at me just now? It was telling you how many minutes we had left. Oh, I see. The, 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 you had ten, and then you had three, and then I think you thought you did a countdown to the end of the jingle. I was very confused. <laughs> okay, fine, got it. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, if I suddenly cut you off without any sort of warning at the end, that's because you can't tell what I'm doing. Okay, exactly. Cricket, you're a big cricket fan, aren't you? Love cricket. I like cricket, yes. Yes, the smack of leather on willow. Ah, but I have read the story I think you're about to say. Yes, not for long, because bamboo, the University of Cambridge, have been uh, taking uh, bamboo, splitting the stems of the plant, then laminating them together, and they make a cricket bat that's three times stronger than willow, Mm. 22% stiffer than willow, with a sweet spot, I, I don't know what a sweet spot is, but presumably you the do. Sweet, the sweet spot is the bit of the bat where if you hit the ball well with that bit, it's it will get the most effect. The ball will go furthest. I've been looking for the sweet spot for many years. Uh, <laughs> well, don't think I ever found it's 90% it. bigger. Mm, on, that pretty, uh, that's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, it would make a massive difference. The trouble is, the MCC have a rule that say cricket bats must be made of wood, and bamboo is a grass. So they may well decide it's not a grass. I did not realise It is a grass. Well, it's most intriguing. I mean, the rules on cricket bats just go on and on and on because people found ways of of scooping out the back, doing all manner of things that made some bats perform better than others. And, of course, it caused problems, much like tennis rackets and things like that and golf clubs. So you've got to be very careful. So the technology can make them much better, but then you've got to wait for the rules to adapt to allow the technology. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, was, I shall I shall go and listen to Dick Van Dyke singing "Me Old Bamboo" and see if we can put cricket words to it. I don't know that "Me Old Bamboo" from, from Mary Poppins. "Me Old Bamboo"? No, I don't know that one. Oh, I'll play that to you afterwards as well. Oh, no, sing okay, it now. Let's move on. I am certainly oh. not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Okay, on we go. Well, ordering stuff online. Oh, on we go, is. Mary Poppins. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You, you sound a lot better than he did. Yeah. That's not hard. Go. Worst Cockney accent ever, I think. Voted many times. Possibly. Possibly. Um, home deliveries, uh, particularly from supermarkets, mm-hmm. have been booming in, in the lockdown, and they expect it to boom uh, post-lockdown as well. The trouble is, if someone delivers something and there is uh, no one home, then mm-hmm. what do they do? They, they go away again. Well, Asda... Are no, they filing... don't. No, they don't. They just, well, I suppose it depends who's delivering. Most of the time, they just leave it in the porch, take a picture, and when you come home and it's gone, they say, well, we left it there. Uh, indeed. Anyway. They're no longer Asda... leave, sorry you were out cards. They put glad you were out cards. So just <laughs> get on quicker to the next thing. Yeah, go on. Uh, Asda are trialling insulated boxes mm. for delivery when you're not at home. Uh, they are boxes that can hold, they say, up to four or six totes. Don't quite know what they mean by that because if it's up to four, or if it's up to six, then surely they well, factor maybe... it's up to four, depending on how many totes. What is a tote? Well, maybe anyway? there's two different sizes. I don't. A tote know. is a bag. No, very confusing. Hmm. 
Yes. Anyway, these things can keep food chilled for up to four hours, which I suppose if they deliver in the morning and you're out at work till the evening, you may find that your ice creams have melted. Well, you can actually choose the time to get the delivery. They don't you just can. suddenly turn up willy-nilly, hmm. do they? So perhaps if you were delayed, you'd not be delayed by four hours? I don't know. It seems like an interesting hmm. idea. It does. Well, they're trialling it in a number Wait. of places, including Wales, you'll be glad to hear. Well, so, I am, uh, except I don't live there, just because my parents know, come you, there. Yes. Yeah, What's quite intriguing, though, of course, if you just think back to our parents and our grandparents, I mean, the traditional thing then was to have things delivered. Everybody behaves as this is all completely new. But it The isn't. butcher's boy used to come yes. around on his bicycle. Yes. yes. Yeah, we used to have a French onion man who used to come around and deliver. I don't like onions, but... Uh, Always used to like talking to him. He's a lovely chap. Yeah. Uh, what did you talk all, from about? But, all money. but even groceries onions. would often get delivered. Yes. Times were changed. Well, before people had cars, I suppose. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, we haven't had one of these, so why don't we now? The full rays of technology at my disposal. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, so teenagers and Ugh. mental health. Obviously, teenagers spending all this time on their phones, on the computers, is damaging their mental health. Stands to reason. No, it doesn't. And in fact, no, it isn't. Um, because uh, according to research from the Oxford Internet Institute, who have done a huge amount of research going back over 30 years, there is absolutely no link between teenagers using technology and suffering from poor mental health. None whatsoever. It's one of those things that people say, yeah, it's obvious, Dad, to reason. It's like when you know, every time a serial killer is found to have played violent yes, video yes, games, yes, yes. people always say, well, the video games, they, they, they turn people into serial killers. So, well, it's, it's misunderstanding cause and effect. People who like, yes. well, have a propensity to commit serial killing are more likely to play video games. It doesn't necessarily go the other way around. No, it's true. Correlation mm. is terribly important. Correlation. Whereas, of course, almost all these children have parents. So it's obviously the parents' fault. Of course. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. You'll find there's a closer correlation between I think, um, teenagers with mental health problems and parents than there is between them having yeah. video games. But talking you of know, video I've games... I've proved it. I've sold the whole thing. You have. Well, I, I reported uh, recently on the disturbing tendency in the in-game ads for video games, particularly on phones. So you're playing a game on your phone, it's a free... Uh, free game and there are regular ads for other games and they can yes. last 30 seconds or longer where you see uh, some action from the game and you're tempted mm. to go and go and buy it and i talked recently about how there's a tendency for people to fail in those games even mm. when they're quite easy games yes. so when you're watching it you think oh i could do that i could do that and then you download the game i've noticed a more disturbing tendency which is for people to fail and in quite a violent way. And this is most prevalent with uh, the match three games. You know the kind of thing, match three games, they are among the most popular. So they started with a game called Shariki, which came out in 1991 on MS-DOS. Mm. Um, the first big version of it will be Bejeweled in 2001. Remember that? It was, an old, it was on the Mac platform. Mm. Candy Crush 2012, you will have certainly... I have heard, heard of it. Of. I don't think I've ever played it, yes. I it's columns of, yeah, columns of yeah, columns of icons, and you have to swipe them to match three. Yeah, there seems uh, to be lots of people on the tube playing it. I screamed exactly. One time. Yeah. 
Well, so a lot of games are based on the, on the match three, and they have to try and uh, produce new ways of um, making it more innovative. So there's one called Royal Match, mm. where you have a cartoon uh, king in peril. Uh, for example, tied to a burning stake, and the more uh, th threes you match, the higher the water from the hose will go to try and put out the burning stake. Or in a confined space with uh, rotating spikes coming towards him and you have to match them all before they, before they hit him. And in the demos, usually you don't succeed. Mm -hmm. So the king is either immolated or impaled on the spikes or in some cases drowned. And you think this is a very, very bizarre one. There's another game I saw Reg called Manor Matters. Yeah. Regicide. Manor Matters, which um, has a, an image of a woman nursing a baby in a cold castle. And you have to look around the image, find logs to pile them on the fire. Mm -hmm. And in the demo, the person playing doesn't find enough logs and the baby dies. How do you think this is such a bizarre way to sell games? Mm. Don't you think? I think it's very, very peculiar. There's presumably a reason for doing it. I suppose uh, a touch Apart of from peril. Apart from they're sick puppies. Well, they are probably also sick puppies, although I haven't yet seen a version with sick puppies, but I'm sure that can't oh, yes. be far behind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, how many of the puppies can you save? Yes, okay. I think we're on to our crowdfunding time of the week, don't oh, you? Oh, are we? Well, you could have given me a little bit more notice than that. Oh, it's not working. Oh, very strange. Oh, very, very peculiar. Dum, da, da, dum, da, da, dum, dum. Huh. There you go. What happened then? We, we got there in the end. Uh, and I, it was my fault for saying I got all the technology at my fingertips just a few minutes ago. <laughs> so picture the scene. You're day out at the beach and you've brought with you your cooler containing your uh, chilled beer, maybe some mm. ice creams and Ooh, stuff yes. like that. Or some, or some mm. nice, healthy salad. If you happen to be fairly unlikely, but okay, I can jazz. Yes. yes. Well, what happens when it all melts? So most of these chillers have ice in them, mm. so that they can uh, keep them. But then the ice doesn't last very long. Mm. Um, that's yes. my doorbell. Well, can we pause. Can we pause? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. And there we have it. Yes, Steve Kaplan having to break off in the middle to go and get a delivery from the door because he hadn't got one of those boxes of Asda. I know, I need other, one of those boxes. Yes, any other of those secure boxes you have talked about many, many times. Okay, <laughs> so you were talking about, yes, uh, the, the ice will melt, so... So, introducing the GoSun Chillist. Right. And the GoSun Chillist, it's a cooler with mm. both chilling and freezer compartments, and it has a lithium battery in it. Yeah. That keeps things cold. So, for... so it can catch fire as well. Okay. So it can catch fire as well. It can even cook your food for <laughs> yes. you. From frozen. <laughs> yes. uh, and it chills for up to 10 hours. But what happens when the battery runs out? Easy. Because there is a table that plugs into a hole in the corner of the unit that mm. has solar panels on top. And if you leave the table plugged in, it will keep your food chilled indefinitely. Okay. I like the idea, but at the same time, you were talking about going to the beach. I've got to say it with me, not only this thing that contains both a chiller and a freezer compartment, but a table. The ta No, the table slots into the top of it. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, it still sounds like it's a lot clever. to be carrying. What about my beach ball and 
my water wings and everything well, else. The beach ball and water have both collapsed, won't they? So fit into quite a small space. I suppose that's true. Suppose anyway, it looks absolutely marvellous. And if I enjoyed going to the beach, then I might well uh, I might well go for it. Um, 45 litres capacity, which is up to 60 cans, mm-hmm. um, with a telescopic handle and wheels and a built-in cutting board. It's not cheap, $699, which is about £500. Certainly not cheap, no. Not cheap. So you'd have to be a very, very keen beachgoer. Personally, I don't like beaches at all, so it's not really one for me. But I, I like do like beaches, it. but um, I can't really believe that if one's holiday is confined to the UK, that... The problem of lots of things melting is really one you need to worry about too much. Yes. Frankly, did you did you keep the chat going while I went to answer the door? By the way, because I wasn't here to hear it. Uh, no, I put it on. I put it on pause, thinking I'm going to leave this in because I think it's funnier. But I didn't leave the okay. whole thing. I didn't know how long you were going to be. For all well, I knew, well, just long enough to say hello, Mr. Amazon, while he takes a photograph. Well, I didn't know that's who it was going to be. Did yeah. I? Well, look, who else? Who else comes to the door these days? <laughs> I know, I know. Now, if only Jehovah's Witness had set up an online delivery business, of how course. much more useful it would be? Of course, it would. I've come to bring you not only the shoes you ordered online, but also the word of the Lord. Exactly, salvation on a plate. <laughs> well, I'm afraid that is time. Uh, all we've got time for. But we'll be back with more gadgets and gizmos at the same time next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.